Good afternoon. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Transfiguration of the Lord. And the Gospel account we just read uh, is a very popular, pretty well-known account. But in today's second reading, Peter, the second letter of Peter says something that's very profound. The first lines, he's defending that he's the Peter that saw Jesus, that knew Jesus. By saying, we don't, we don't proclaim faith in a myth. Like when we say we believe in this man, like I've seen him with my own eyes. And I'm offering testimony to everyone else. I know this man. I met this man. I've talked to this man. I've eaten with this man. Jesus was a real person. Right around Easter every year, on things like the National Geographic Channel or the History Channel, there's all these TV shows that tend to come up that ask questions about Jesus. It's like, uh, tune in on Tuesday, afternoon, Tuesday evening to find out if Jesus really was a man or if he was a whale. And it's like, what? Or if, if Jerusalem was actually where he lived or if he lived on Mars. Like these outlandish questions that just kind of throw people for a loop. They don't quite know what, what the TV show's getting at. But if you ever watch one of these shows, they don't actually offer any evidence. They just most of the time cast a lot of doubt. They ask questions. Well, was Jesus really a man? Did he really bring his, 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 some of his apostles up to Mount Tabor? The story today we heard, did, did the voice really say that? Was there really a voice? Or was Peter or one of the apostles, were they just kind of hallucinating? Was there some, is there some other way that we can explain the things that happen in the Scriptures? Our modern sentiments might say one thing, but our faith tells us this is true. The church, after handing down the Scriptures over the last 2,000 years, has reassured us that these claims are true, that they're more than just a myth, and that Peter, in his, in his second letter today, is defending the faith that we all proclaim, the same faith, the same person of Jesus. But I think, they, I think these TV shows, I think our, our culture a lot of times will ask that question of who is Jesus? And there's only three possible ways that we can answer it. I'm going to steal this from C.S. Lewis. But there's three possible ways that we can answer the question of who is Jesus. The first, if Jesus says that He is the Son of God, says that He is the Messiah, and He's not, He could be a lunatic. He could be crazy. He could be making these outlandish claims and have no grounding. But nothing else in the Scripture would really tell us that he is a lunatic. He seems like he's a pretty balanced guy. He seems like a pretty normal guy. So I think we can say, with, with a certain degree of, of surety, he's not a lunatic. Well, if he makes all these claims and he's not who he says he is, then he must be a liar. 
If he's not a lunatic, he must be a liar. I don't see in, in the scriptures any more evidence that Jesus likes to lie. So the last possibility is that he is who he says he is. He's the Lord. I don't think he's a liar. I, don't think, I certainly don't think he's a lunatic. But my faith, my belief, our scriptures, our church teaches that Jesus Christ is the Lord. But what effect does this have on us today? Like, the person of who Jesus is, what does that say to us today, Christians sitting in a church 2,000 years later? Pope, Francis, um, Pope Benedict, in 2005, wrote a very beautiful document called God is Love. And in it, he says, being a Christian is much more than a lofty idea or a list of rules. But being a Christian is an encounter with a person. We encounter the same Jesus that Peter followed, the same Peter that taught James and John, the same Peter, the same Jesus that walked with his 12 disciples, same one that scaled the mountain to be crucified for us, and the same one who was raised from the dead. This is the faith that we proclaim. This is the Jesus that we believe in. This is the Jesus that we're called to boldly proclaim to the world. So in our faith, do we look at our approach to the Catholic faith as a list of rules? Our culture likes to characterize Catholics as just a bunch of people. They follow blindly a list of rules. Do we look at it, at our faith in Jesus as this abstract thing that it's really hard to talk about? Or do we look at our faith, as faith in Jesus as an encounter with a person? Not a liar, not a lunatic, but the Lord of heaven and earth. Today, in this sacrament, in this Mass, we come and approach and receive a person in the Eucharist. We come to receive Him and to strengthen that relationship that we have with Him. In our prayer life, we speak with a person. Not just a time of sitting and being quiet and kind of thinking to ourselves, but it's two people in conversation in prayer. Today, maybe the question to ask ourselves as we continue with this Mass, is my experience with, what is my experience with the Catholic Church? What is my experience with the faith that I hold so dear to my heart? Is it just a list of rules? Is it some lofty ideal? Or do we come to this church today seeking an encounter with a person. When that relationship is strong, it's easy to be a disciple. When, it's a lot easier to follow a person instead of trying to follow a list of rules. 
It's a lot easier to follow a person than trying to, to follow some lofty ideal. We're being called as Christians, as disciples, to connect and encounter with our Lord, to grow in our trust and in our faith in Him, to convert our life, and then to go out and be those missionaries to our culture, to our world. But that's a lot easier, I think, if we first recognize that our faith is more about a person than anything else.